Telling on Ourselves is not affiliated with, nor do we represent the opinions or views of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're simply sharing our experience, strength, and hope to help you get through another day. Well, hello there. I'm Lynn. I'm Vicki. And I'm Bree. And, and we, we are Telling on Ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. We're having some technical difficulties Man, today. It. So I've got a short in my headphones, which keeps going from ear to ear. And then I'm looking at the board and I'm seeing red lights. So I'm trying to adjust everybody's channel. And it's just being a thing this morning. I know. It's kind of like your first thought wrong. It is like my first thought wrong because I'm in a hurry and I'm not, I'm trying to do everything and nothing is getting done right because of that. We love you. So I do have first thought wrong. Sweet. And it's funny because we kind of just experienced... <laughs> A version of a it. A version of it <laughs> for ourselves. Say, we just had a Groundhog Day. Well, because I have to be somewhere and I'm anxious about the time. So then everyone else in consideration of me is trying to, you know, okay, we're going to we're gonna rocket this, but then we're forgetting to plug stuff in and things mm-hmm. are... So I plan God laughs, right? And, and it's I just, the beauty of codependent relationships, <laughs> you know? Which we three are so good at. Yeah. <laughs> we get, but we're also we get gold stars. It, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. calling it. So now... We can just relax now. Okay. Now we just need... That's <sighs> that's the lesson. I can't relax yet because I got to tell you all this story of some crazy. Take it away, Lynn. <laughs> first thought wrong. I have first thought wrong. So yesterday... Uh, let me back up. So I... Um, one of my big uh, flaws, character defects, is that I try to do everything for everyone, not considering what would probably be in my best interest for sanity time. And also, I always think of what kind of job am I going to do if I'm spread too thin? So, you know, it's a lot of stuff that happens, but I'm trying to do everything. So a friend asked me to dog sit for her, and I love dog sitting for her. It's two Great Danes. I just got a new Great Dane. And uh, they're sweet, and they give me that that love that I need every now and then, that um, unconditional lay on the couch. And the other reason I love it is because I can very, un- with no guilt, sit on the couch for five or six hours and just veg out with two big piles of fur on me and just think of them the best thing since sliced bread. So um, I was very happy to do it. Well, I haven't had a good handle on my calendar this year. And again, some weird subconscious business is going on there. So I didn't have written down this luncheon that I catered yesterday for February. I don't know why. So they told me like a week ago, oh, don't forget about Saturday. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I called the lady that I dog set. And um, she likes me to stay there. That's the whole point is the young one needs attention. He's kind of needy. So that's why they hire me and pay me. So I'll actually stay there. It's not just to come in, check them and leave. So I said, I've got to leave for a little bit for a catering thing, but I'll bring all my stuff over to your house and finish it up if that's okay, which I knew she didn't mind. So a lot of things in the air, but I thought I had it all planned out. Well, I worked on Friday night, and I got some prep done on Friday, worked Friday night, got home kind of late, later than I thought I was going to, of course, and got my bags organized for what I'm taking, had the stuff in the fridge, but I had one crucial error. I didn't make a list because I thought I had it all together already organized in my bags because I've been working on it all day. 
So got up the next morning, took a shower, got ready to head over to the place and got a text from Chelsea, our producer, um, and she wasn't able to go to something because she's sick and she sent us this sad little picture of her sad little (laughs) sick face. I mean, and you know, it's like I know how it is and I remembered that I have this homeopathic stuff that really helps colds. It's kind of like zinc. It just lessens the duration and the severity of it. What's it called just for... And It's like 20... uh, it's like 20 letters and it's O-S-C-I-L-L-I-N-U-M or something. Okay. Uh, close. I don't know how to pronounce it, but swear by it. So I had a new package and I knew she didn't need the whole package because I, it's kind of expensive and I know that I wanted to keep it just in case. So I was going to give her one sleeve of the capsules and I was going to keep the other sleeve. And then I'm like, oh, well, she needs the box so she'll know how to take it because it's one of those where you have to take it every few hours, yada, yada. So took it out, took out the thing. Head over to her house, text her, and say, I'm leaving it in the door for you, and dropped it off. I'm like, okay, only running a few minutes behind what I had hoped to be at uh, my friend's house. That's okay. So I just pulled off onto the road, and I got a text from Chelsea, and she said, "Um, was there supposed to be something in the box? I'm like, oh, no. And she said, just making sure that my dog didn't eat it. And I'm like, fuck, I know what I did. I know what I did when I was taking them out. I took both of them out, and I didn't put one back in. And I looked at the phone, I looked at the clock, and I looked at the phone, and I looked at the clock, and I'm like, I could just pretend like I didn't see the text. I could just wait and then say it's too late, I can't go back. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. So I turned around, went back to my house, got the stuff, which was laying right on my dresser, right where I knew it would be, took it over, dropped it off at her house, and I'm like, all right, still doing okay. I'm still doing all right. I can I can get there. So Manageable. Got, yeah, it is still. I'm still I'm still kind of in control. Okay. Because that's what it's all about is being in control of my situation. Watch and, out. And you all should see my hands right now. It's like I'm blocking myself in. <laughs> I've got my little square that I'm all in control of. So get over to the house to say hi to the dogs, let them out, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, get all my stuff unpacked. I've got this going, that going, got stuff chopped, got it mixed, made the dressing, did this, and getting ready to cut the chicken. I'm like, where's the chicken? I left the chicken in the fridge at my house, which is a good at least 20-minute drive. And now it's almost 11. And what time did you have to be at the destination? 12.15. Ooh. And so I'm taking 40 minutes away. And not only did I leave the chicken, which is already cooked, and all I have to do is cut it, the fruit for the fruit crisp was in the fridge with the chicken. And that does have to get hot. And that does take about 30 minutes. I'm like, all right, here we go. So really, really mad at myself, really mad. But I'm like, okay, I got to drive and not drive angry. So get back in. Hop. Luckily, it's still early enough on Saturday. Traffic's not bad. Hop on the interstate, get over there, run in the house, grab it out of the fridge. I'm like, <laughs> pissed. And I mean, I was like shaking my fist at the fridge, like, damn it. <laughs> and then hop back why in. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> no, why you didn't, didn't you, remind me. You didn't kick open your door when I was walking by. What's wrong with you? So, of course, on the way back, I hit every red light that was absolutely possible to hit. And I'm, like, banging the steering wheel. And you all don't see me like this very often. No. I was so mad. And just mad at myself because I had done too much. I would overcommitted and, you know, got cut it too close. So I get back to the house, um, text the people and said I might be running a few minutes late so she wouldn't worry. And she's like, no problem. We're running late, too. And I'm like, all right. Thank you, God. You know, did that. I'm, I'm learning the lesson. I promise I'm learning this lesson. So got everything over there. Everything went beautifully. It was fine. Um, but there were many, many lessons to be learned. And I know that I'll keep on um, 
getting this lesson shown to me until I start Mm -hmm. getting better about um, my time management. When I say time management, it's not what I'm doing with my time at the time. It's (laughs) foreseeing what my time is going to be like and not trying to do too much. Oh, gosh, I'm tired just thinking about it. And I can relate. And you can put the hammer down. Stop beating yourself up. Because you know what? It's an honest mistake. And I mean, it kind of brings us right into the topic of diligence. You're diligently looking at yourself and saying, okay, I need to improve this. And and that's that's the good news. Yeah. And, and that's something you can manage. It is. And, you know, yesterday afternoon when I finally got to sit down, I was laughing at how ridiculous yesterday morning was. So completely ridiculous. It's one of those days where you're like, are they punking me or am I punking myself? (laughs) What's happening? It was all (laughs) self-inflicted. Well, you're okay. You got through it. I did. And I'm sure it was delicious. And I got, yeah. And I got lots of puppy love, so it's all good. That's awesome. Yeah. So today, what is our topic? Courage and diligence. And it goes with step four. It's principle four. And what is principle four? Or step four? Uh, Step four (laughs) is made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves, right? Yep. And we got to have some courage to do that. I always think of uh, Wizard of Oz, <laughs> which is hilarious. So when I was looking up definitions, there somebody referenced that the courage. Aww. Yeah, and uh, there, it actually is derived from a French word. Um, part of it in French means cardiac, so it is heart of the heart. Yeah, so there are a lot of different um, takes on this definition, and what I went with, I'll explain. So it's mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficult that is difficult or unpleasant. I love that definition. I do too. And um, so it's the strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficult, uh, something that's difficult or unpleasant. So a lot of the definitions, not a lot, but I would say almost 50-50 said no fear. And I don't think that's correct. I think you have fear, but you, you go through anyway. It's like you walk through the fear to do something that you don't, that's very uncertain. You don't know what the outcome is going to be, but you do it because you know it's the right thing to do. Well, and that goes with diligence, right? Yep. And And so my take on that, I think absolutely in recovery, I am fear. I have fear. But what I do in recovery is what I didn't do but pre-recovery. I walk through it. Mm-hmm. I, I work through it. I breathe through it. I talk through it. I get through it. You're with, honest. Yeah, and I'm diligent about that because I know if I don't, what's going to happen? And it's going to rev up. And, like, if I didn't, okay, so I had that, let's pretend I had the day like that, right? And I'm pissed. And then I show up at the event and... I stay pissed. Let's just say I stay pissed and I don't look at myself. And I'm sitting there and I'm miserable and I'm being fake to everybody. And then I leave there and I'm uncomfortable. And, and my ride to back to the house with the dogs is uncomfortable. And then I get annoyed with the dog. Like if I carry that with me, if I don't have that moment of clarity and diligence to look at myself and be like, okay, take it easy. Life, you know, no, no one's... No one's getting hurt here. It's going to be okay. I mean, that is the difference, is that working through it. That's recovery because we are taught to be courageous. Right. And, you know, honestly, Vicki, until you just said this, I I hadn't thought about how I would have reacted pre-work in recovery. 
Um, I, I would have held on to it a lot longer. And I probably at the event, because um, I'm pretty good at, at covering up when I'm at events so people don't know, but it would have been a lot of self-deprecation because I would have been so mad at myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're right. When I got to the house, I, would have been, I wouldn't have been able to just enjoy the downtime. I would have been annoyed and irritable and, and thought it was because of the dogs. Well, and was, drink, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I think anybody that's in recovery or anybody that's working on themselves and looking at themselves, it's courageous because it is not easy to do. And sometimes it hurts, right? Sometimes it hurts to look at those things that we do that are unsavory or whatever. And, you know, I mean, all we can try is to be courageous, but I don't think you can have courage without fear. You need the opposite. Like, what would you be courageous courageous about if you weren't fearful? Mm -hmm. And one time I did hear that bravery and courage are different in that way. Bravery is when you face something and you actually don't have any fear, like that, per- like it's bravery, but courage is facing something with fear. Right. And that is the main difference. And I, I did just look that up to make sure that I was still correct. And I mean, I guess they're in a lot of circles, they're probably synonymous of each other as well, but you know, just kind of in the, uh, philosophical, you know, mm-hmm. realm of things. Sure. I think that's how people distinguish a little bit is that. And yeah, when we're breaking it down to the very nitty gritty. Um, and I do want to tell you the, the definition of diligence okay, too because it do. goes right up along with that. It's steady, earnest, and energetic effort to accomplish what is undertaken, which I absolutely okay, love. say it again. Steady, steady earnest, earnest, and energetic effort to accomplish what is undertaken. You had, okay, you had so much diligence in your first thought wrong. (laughs) Like you were, and you had the courage to like be honest and not take shortcuts because that's another thing. I think when that's your fear, sometimes, especially for me, my fear causes me to lie or shortcut or (laughs) avoid. I mean, there are times even when, for some reason, when I get text messages, even when it's from friends, I like won't look at my phone because I'm just once I see it, then I feel like I need to respond or once mm-hmm. it, there's like a responsibility to it. But it's all fear. And I don't know where the fear comes from. But it's like you knew like she called and texted and you saw it and you could have just ignored it. But you had the courage to be like, well, this is going to put me behind a little bit, but I'm going to be diligent and fo- follow through with everything that I said I was going to do. Yeah, that's cool. That's the good. news. That was like such a <laughs> good, the good first news. thought wrong for <laughs> our topic for today. Oh, it's so apropos. That couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I plan, I actually planned that debacle yesterday morning <laughs> so that we would have an appropriate <laughs> person. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? You did? Adorable. You're adorable. Thanks for taking one for the team. Oh, you are smarter than I ever thought. That is, that is some great planning on your behalf. Oh, girl. Oh, laws. And, you know, I talk a lot in the program about discipline, and I kind of equate that with diligence, right? It's that everyday knowing or doing action. It's really This is really the, the first action step, right? Mm-hmm. It's that action of doing what I need to do to stay right with myself, with others, and with God, my higher power, the universe, um, nature, whatever it is, is to come to the table that way and in my day. And I have to be diligent. And, you know, when we first do this step, we have to have courage. It's a searching and fearless. 
moral inventory. And I'm not saying that there's not fear, but we, there's a point in there while we're doing the action, while we're writing all this stuff down, that we have to let go of that fear mm-hmm. and allow the truth to come out so that we can be set free. And, and that's very deep, but it's, it's, such, a, it's such a powerful changing um, exercise of action. Absolutely. And when you were saying that just now, it made me realize a lot of times I say the words and I don't really think about what I do, what is my action with that. And when we say all the time, you've got to walk through your fear, you've got to face your fear. I don't think I understood what walking through my fear was with, for example, the moral inventory. And it was being terrified of how I'd be perceived, what I would dig up. I mean, I didn't even want to deal with that. And then to do that and be terrified of it, but do it anyway. And that was my walking through. And that's the courage. It's just kind of clicking. I know this is very obvious, but for me, it's just clicking. My my courage in this action is to recognize it, label it, say hello to it, and then say, okay, I'm going to keep on going. You're here, and I'm, I'm leaving you behind. Well, right. Right. I know. It's it's one of those <laughs> Captain Obvious, but it just clicked well, no, like it's that not, literal. It, it's not obvious. It's not obvious. Especially when think about the beginning when you first hear this, mm-hmm. all you're worried about is that part of telling people what actually this you get so caught up in that. But the power is in the writing. The power is in um, there's something about getting it out, getting the truth out. Because I don't know about you, but when I was in my disease, there was nothing but fake lies, this, that, the other, mm-hmm. this, this web of, you know, of protecting my disease with this cool spider web, I picture it. And, and then to have to, like, really just take the broom and, and break that beautiful spider web um, that was protecting me and then be honest with myself about some of those really, you know, hard things that I'd been carrying for 37 years, right? Yeah. Well, it takes a lot of courage to face your demons. Yep. And when you're not sober, it's very easy to run away the opposite direction and to not see. And I think that was that's a big part of it too, right? Doing your, your inventory is getting to the spot where like you're telling someone else so that they can help you see some of your insanity and some of your character defects and, and patterns of behavior. So it, and it's also coming to a place of like, Oh wow, that, that really wasn't working for me. Was it? Um, and there's, it's, it's a, it's a scary thing to have to try new things and to, and to change behaviors. Cause you know, we go back, that's the wagon, Mm -hmm. the wagon, Wheel, wheel ruts, ruts. Yep. of, okay, I know that if I say this to this person, it's going to manipulate them into doing what I need them to do for me, or I can make people feel bad for me by saying this. Um, and that a lot of my fourth step was facing those manipulative, deceitful types of behaviors that just were so ingrained in who I was. Mm-hmm. And then being like, oh, okay, I'm, that's not the right thing to do. Now I need to change and work on this and ask my higher power to help me change and work on this. Cause right. We, I mean, we don't change, you know, we don't change. If we could change ourselves, we probably wouldn't need the program, but yeah. like, you know, but so that's what I think it's like, it's kind of a cool thing to face all the things that you ran from in your disease, in the addiction. Yeah. And I, I mean, I ran from the truth of all of my ugly, right. You know, 
It is super scary. So um, yesterday morning, Vicky sent out a text and was like, hey, what's our topic? We can look at all of these. And it's really interesting. So I worked on Friday night when I was driving home. Oh, I just found it. When I was driving home, um, I had called Vicky earlier in the week. I'm like, did you know Brene Brown has got a new pocket? And she's like, yeah, I've known forever. I'm like, you didn't tell me. And I just heard about it. I was like, man. So I was all in, in wanting to listen to Brene Brown when I was driving home. So sometimes what I do with podcasts is I'll just put a person's name in and search and see what they've been on. And I found this podcast that I don't know about. What is it? It's called School of Greatness, Lewis Howes. Oh, he's awesome. Oh, my God. So didn't yeah, know anything awesome. about him. Um, she's on one of his shows, so I l- listened to that. And then yesterday I was scrolling through Facebook, and do you guys follow Jay Shetty? He's yeah, this I British so. guy. Yeah. He and Lewis Howes are doing a, a, a thing together, a project together, a documentary. And so it's like all these things kind of click together. So Brene and Lewis were talking about vulnerability and shame because that's what her whole life's research is on, shame and vulnerability. So her big um, point that she makes with vulnerability is that it is courage and it is bravery. And she said she stood in front of Navy SEALs and said, tell me one time that you had a mission that you weren't afraid but you did it anyway. And no one could cite one particular time. So when you said that about bravery, she kind of equates those, but I get it that um, that's how we can differentiate with our definitions of bravery and courage. But she always says you can't be comfortable and be courageous. You've got to be one or the other. And that's what I always think about. It was just so funny how all of this got tied together um, with her talking about um, how closely tied in shame is in our society and our culture and how do we move past that shame and do things even though we're scared, we're terrified of so many things, what our family's going to think about us, what our job's going to think about us, you know, what our friend, all this stuff. And if you can move past that and still do the right thing and try to be a better person and try to spiritually grow and be honest, that is the epitome to me of courage. I want to read that quote that she reads that's mm-hmm. so good. Um, and I think this this counts for, this is not just for people in recovery, Um but obviously we are, and, and, and this has been a very powerful and profound step and principle that has changed my life, I can say. Um, but this, she reads this quote during her TED Talk, the original one, and it says, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error or shortcoming, but who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself for a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails... At least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who knew neither victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt. It's so true. And we've all got blood and dust on our faces. We do. And and we grow. And that's what Mm -hmm. this diligence is about. Yeah. Just keep getting back up. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to fall down, but keep getting back up. Because, you know, the, the universe is going to keep giving you the lesson until you get it. Oh, yeah. 
Well, and just from a program standpoint, you know, because we are talking principles here, step mm-hmm. three is like the decision. So it's like you've, you're committing to the diligence part of it, right? You're like, okay, you know, usually your sponsor will ask you, are you okay? Are you ready to go to any lengths necessary? And it's like, okay, yes. Okay. So you've committed. Okay. I'm going to be diligent. Like I'm going to take the action in the next, you know, steps. I don't know. It's just, I, I just realized Lynn, when you were talking, like, man, it is a scary thing to get sober for some people. Like I, it wasn't scary for me. I don't think in, in the moment because I was in a lot of pain, but other people whose lives and they have a lot of maybe like judgy friends or they're worried about what their friends and their family are going to think. Like I had a super supportive family. So I, I didn't have to worry about being courageous around them or, being insecure about my alcoholism or having to explain that you had it. And that's a scary yeah. thing. Imagine how much courage that takes when you finally, you know, do have to explain or just the, you know, when you're trying to decide if you should or not. And man, that's like sobriety is, can be a very scary thing. It is, I remember telling someone, this is uh, probably been sober less than a year. And it was a guy that I'd met, and I was talking to him about it. And um, he said, "Well, that's very adult of you. That's very mature to, to get sober, to stop drinking." Oh. And I said, "Well, it was really a matter of life and death. It wasn't about maturity at all. Was, I didn't have a choice." And it wasn't. He wasn't getting it. He thought I was just like going, "Well, this is kind of not a great way to live, so I'm just going to stop." And it was not about that at all. There was no choice. <laughs> it wasn't me being adult or mature because I was kicking and screaming. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to admit that I was an alcoholic, that I had a problem, that I couldn't control it. You know, all those things that I still struggle with in life, the things that I can't control, like yesterday. I don't like to admit that I can't control every situation. I still struggle with that. But it's kind of interesting with that quote about it's not the critic who counts. It's not those people that don't understand who counts. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of the program, right? It's the people that have been through it. And have, I mean, we were in a meeting this morning and it was so cool because I was literally able to tell them that life does get better. And what I said was by doing the steps. Mm-hmm. And that is what gave me freedom. And and I continue to look at myself and not beat myself up every time. A lot of times I do. It's old wheel ruts, right? Mm-hmm. But... Wagon wheel, ruts, I always say it wrong. (laughs) But just to know that there is freedom from that that mental oppression. Oh it's it's it is oppression. It's a gift and and the people that have been through it are the ones we listen to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually Bree said this earlier, um, talking about something unrelated, but it means the same as like who who do I want to live like. It's like you look at people and their lives and how they deal with their life. Not that they have a perfect life because none of us do. But you look at somebody and you think they they try to deal with their life as gracefully as possible to take the good with the bad and be grateful for both. And that's courage. Right. Well, and then I was thinking this is what I wrote down. We have to know who we are or were in order to know who we desire to be moving forward. Like you have to have a point of reference. And if you don't, like the moral inventory is mm-hmm. a very uh, methodical way to, to basically take a look at all, all of who you were, it, you know, cause at the end there's a, usually like you, you kind of start seeing some patterns and mm-hmm. you get a little summation of, 
okay, these were your patterns. So you like know very well, like who you were. And then you get to be, go right into principles six of, okay, what assets do I want to have? These were my liabilities. Like who do Mm -hmm. I want to be now? And you can decide that. And you don't, you're not going to, it's not like you're like, okay, I'm decide I'm going to be honest and um, positive and truthful or whatever. And then all of a sudden magically you are, but it's like you have, you have like a, a plan, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like having your little roadmap. Well, and it's that diligence piece that keeps coming up for me well, when I hear you guys it. talking because mm-hmm. you can't, you can, you can name it, but really when she's talking about you keep getting up after you fail, you keep getting up. And that's um, every day if we wake up again and and still want to continue to be better, and it doesn't have to be in the program or not, it's like having that diligence to dedicate yourself to that you're worth it, that you're worth getting better, that you're worth um, that your mental, physical, emotional wholeness is more important than the fear and the insecurity that hits everybody. Mm-hmm. It gets everybody. Mm. I love that. Thank you, Vicki. I was furiously writing that down. And I want you to repeat the last part. We're worth getting better. We're worth facing the fear. Is that what you said? I don't remember. We'll have to rewind it. <laughs> You'll have to listen to the podcast, Lynn. <laughs> because that just, I had, that, that, didn't, that, didn't, that was, that was a flow. Yeah, yeah that I was magic. I have no idea. All I know is that we're all worth it. We're all worth um, being our best selves. And we're never going to be our best selves all the time. But you know, it's it's that thing of, I just want to be better today. I just want to be a little bit better. I remember I was a swimmer in high school, mm-hmm. and I loved that sport because you really compete against yourself. You do compete against other people, but for me, I was really able to just want to get a better time than I had last time. And, and I think that that's interesting because that was pre-recovery, but th- I was always able to be very... Um, I didn't compare myself to others in that sport. I really was able to, I knew I wasn't the best. I was on JV, not varsity, you know, whatever, who cares? But I really would just try to do my better than last time. And and I maybe that is one good, that is an asset that I had coming into the program, that I was able to think like that. And I don't know where that came from, but thank God. But, you know, we, we don't have to compare ourselves to other people in the program. We can strive to be like other people, but it becomes, I like what you were talking about, Bree to determine who we are now or who we want to be. Because I remember there's a guy in the program that always tells me it's the greatest adventure of your life, getting in recovery, getting sober. And it really is. I've been able to create a whole new version. And if I keep being diligent and if I keep being courageous, then it continues and it grows. But if I go backwards, that's when things start sucking again. Mm -hmm. Sucky, sucky. A little sucky, sucky. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the suck it. <laughs> oh, oh, Vicky. Oh, I know. <laughs> Gotta go there. Gotta go there. Can't get too deep. Nope. But can't go around it. Can't go over it. You gotta go through it. And you know, that's 
for me, um, really defines my day-to-day courage is just telling myself, can't go around it. And, and like you say, it's like, like burying that. an emotion. It's still going to be alive. You can't, you can't bury it because it's, it's still going to be there. So you just got to face it. It'll pop up. And we face it not knowing the outcome, but we believe. And, and if you all haven't noticed the theme of everything ties everything together, there is this beautiful thread for all of these principles that ties everything together for us. It's like we need every single bit of this you need the previous one and you need the one in front of you to keep on the growth path you needed that foundation and now you need that little beacon of light that's at the end of the tunnel to keep you moving forward gosh change is possible Uh it's work but it's possible and uncomfortable sometimes but possible that's what i keep sticking to is when you said you know you can't be comfortable and courageous that's resounding in my head right now yep that's so true Renee. Yeah, she's amazing. She it, sure is. I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard of her. If you haven't, watch her TED Talk first. Yeah, it's That's what awesome. sent her through the stratosphere. And, you know, she'd been doing this work for 20-plus years. Oh, yeah. Um, she, a professor at the University of Texas in Austin. And it's funny because she was telling him, um, because his take, Lewis Howes, was um, he really concentrates on men and how they deal with things. And she said she flies a lot for work. And a lot of times now she's in business class because she upgrades. And... Um, <laughs> the man beside her will go, so what do you do for a living? She goes, I do research on shame and vulnerability. And he goes, okay, I'm going to read my book now. <laughs> she said the quickest way to shut a man up <laughs> is say, talk to me about shame, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Well, and we all feel it. Mm-hmm. We all feel it. But we sure don't want to admit when we're vulnerable, do we? No. No. Well, I, I'm impressed that we're able to do what we do here. Like, this is the the peak for me of vulnerability. And I know, and it's funny because we are so protected in our little world, our little bubble that I forget that people actually listen, mm-hmm. and and that I share a lot of personal, private things about my life. And then I get reminded every now and then. I'm like, wow, I really am putting myself out there, huh? Well, I guess we're just hoping that we can help other people That's with right. our, with, our <laughs> crazy. And do not make the mistakes I made yesterday. <laughs> but you will, and it'll be fun, and then yeah. tell us about it. Exactly. Tell on yourselves. Please. Um, yeah, we would love to hear some first thought wrongs from some of our viewers. I think we put a post up last week on Facebook. Uh, share some with us. Um, anything that you got would sure make our days. And you can type that or what would be even more amazing if you are courageous enough, if you wanted to record yourself like on your iPhone or whatever kind of phone you use Mm -hmm. and have the sound bite and send it to us. Yeah, email tellingonourselves3 at gmail.com. Yep, drop it into our inbox of your first thought wrong. Slide it into our DMs. Yeah, slide into into our DMs. We are naughty today, girls. (laughs) Yeah, our mind's kind of been in the gutter. But we thought that would be a fun thing to do um, to actually hear you guys tell on yourself. You guys, y'all. We would love to hear from y'all. You guys, all y'all. All y'alls. All y'all. Oh gosh. Well, what a what a great conversation. Um, yeah. I have a bunch of golden nuggets and my main one is we have to find out who we are or who we were in order to become who we are. Like, thank you for that, Bree. I mean, yeah. I've never, we do, we have to look at it and and grow from it and discover from it and change from it and it's just thank you and, and you can literally decide who you want to be which yeah. is crazy and mm-hmm. i mean you're like i said you're not going to be perfect but you have something to strive towards yeah 
I love that. It was beautiful. Do you have any more you want to share? Nope. Okay. Um, that was a ditto for me. And then also Vicky's quote that I didn't get all of, but you're worth getting better for. And I think she was saying all this courage and all this fear and all this unknown is absolutely worth it because each person is worth, you're worth this. You're, you're worth worthy the work. Of this, you're worthy yeah. of the work. Worthy and, of feeling good. Yeah. Because it's, it's in a pretty fucking amazing thing. Well, and just talking to you gals, I think I just realized, okay, so everyone has fear. Like everyone is Mm -hmm. trying to muster up the courage to get through another day and to do, you know, tell on themselves or go to that. Say I'm sorry. Walk into that new meeting. They don't know anybody. Ask somebody to be their sponsor. You know, just tell, confess to their husband, wife, family, kids that they have a problem and that they're trying to get help. Um, and I don't know why that just like, I, cause it was sometimes it was so easy for me that I think I just had that revelation that, uh, you know, there's so much courage around me. Like everyone has, you know, has courage who, who wants to be sober or is trying to get sober and then comfortable. You can't be comfortable and courageous. Yeah. Like for me, that's, I need to remember that. Cause sometimes when I start to feel uncomfortable, I don't, I don't have, I, oh, we I, put the brakes on. Well, yeah. Then my diligence is like, Oh, oh. That, that's scary. I think Not I'll today. just sit on the couch here. <laughs> I vote no. Uh, yeah. And it's like, no, everyone has, everyone is, mm-hmm. is scared. And and maybe we can use that discomfort as our little beacon to go, you're on the right path. This is good. If you're feeling uncomfortable and you're feeling out of sorts, Notice that's a it. good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. It's not for you to put your brakes on. It's for you to go, okay, I'm doing the right thing. If this is really uncomfortable, then I I must have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Do the uncomfortable thing. Well, it, and I did think of this today during the meeting, and I'm sorry, I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit, but uh, people always talk about, you know, having courage to make big changes in your life. And um, I realized that I made changes like moving. Big changes. Out of fear. Because it was easier for me to move than to stay. And I, that became like my little badge of honor. It's like, oh yeah, I can I can pick up and go and not go know to anybody. Alaska. Yeah, and and set up shop and make new friends and make new connections. And I'm you're fine. a P, right? Yeah. ENFP. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I know all this kaleidoscope <laughs> stuff is in my head. So it is. Uh, what that makes me think of, Bree, what you were saying is, um, we have to find people that are courageous. Because we're lucky in this program and we get to see it. We have very, very, a lot of examples of courage and courageousness. But if we're out in the world and we don't have this program, we need to find people that are like us, that are also courageous, that are examples and see how they did it. Mm -hmm. And that's why listening to these cool podcasts and doing these things um, that are out there for us. There's so much good content. I was, it makes me think when you were saying everybody has fear, it makes me think of, did you guys see the, um, Shakira and JLo? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Like amazing women. And, and all the backlash. I don't even care. I didn't even read it. It's so interesting. No, I, I only read, read the good stuff, yeah. but I was, I was scrolling through Facebook and there was a video, Ariana Huffington had JLo on and talking about how before the thing, how scared she was and how she's like, well, I'm not a good singer. And JLo, who is amazing, yeah. who is diligent and courageous, mm-hmm. talked about how courageous she was at this very time when she's had multi-wonderfulness success. Yeah. 
Yeah. Then how many tours? How many shows? Right. That's what and I she's want. She's scared about the Super Bowl. I yeah, want but- multi wonderfulness success. <laughs> multi wonderfulness success. <laughs> it's not even a, anything. But yes, I'll- it is now. Okay, good. I'm going to challenge myself to, because I am in the market for a new sponsor and going to different meetings, I'm going to challenge myself to actually tell people at meetings that I'm afraid to be there and that when I'm uncomfortable. At a girl. So that other like people it. who might be uncomfortable feel that they're not alone. Right. Because we have to be... Because I'm like, sometimes I feel like I have to be brave because everyone else looks so brave. Everyone, ev- like everyone else doesn't seem like they're scared to share their whatever no. to talk in front of people. And I just need to, I'm going to like name it more. Good. I was I like having it. this conversation with my friend on Friday. Um, we'd been, we did the fit boxing class together and then we kind of have separated ways. And we were talking about going to new classes and how scary that is and how vulnerable you are. And she said what she's discovering is that the most supportive women she's been around are in those classes. And it doesn't matter what they look like, if they're super buff or if they're overweight or if it's their first time, everybody is so supportive. And I never knew that about that culture because it seems so intimidating. And especially since I was out of shape and I hadn't been in that in that world in so long. You are so vulnerable. And she showed me this this other little sign of courage is that you walk in the door, you walk through your fear, and then you're accepted and you're held up. Though and when we're talking about finding people outside your your world that are courageous, it's things like that. It's like going to an exercise class and all you have to do is smile and they engage with you and they help you or say, Hey, I don't know what equipment to get for this. And they're right there with you. It's just the the courage. Yeah. Man, the but gym. you got to walk in the door. You have to walk in the door. I could rattle off on that courage <laughs> at the gym. That's a hard thing. So it that is. was a really good example. It, well, and it, it's funny, well, because you all were talking, and it reminded me, I'm listening to you all talk about all the courage that it takes to do. I mean, everybody has a different level. Well, and, and that's why we are in the challenges we're, uh-huh. we're in. Each one of us has different challenges right now in our life that's going to pull us out of fear and yeah. throw us into... or. <laughs> Walk us through fear <laughs> with courage. Well, and then the 12th step that in, in our program is we practice these principles in all our affairs. That's the diligence, right? Mm-hmm. We have, we, you know, that's where I learn yeah. that I have to be honest, that I can't manipulate anymore, that, you know, I can't bite off more than I can chew anymore because it causes me to be a jackal to my family. <laughs> Irritable, angry, and discontented. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm so grateful that I have you two to help me through and, th- and that you guys are listening. Well, we appreciate um, all of your support. We love it that we um, have the fans that we do, and we're always looking for more. So please share with your friends. And if you're interested in going to our Patreon page, there will be a link. You can give us a love donation mm-hmm. or subscribe, subscribe and get some goofy videos and pictures. And oh, we got lots of good content more, coming yeah, down the pipes. More, we have lots of more fun things coming. So yeah. But send us your first thought wrong. Yes, love that. We would love to hear it or see it. And we know a, there's got to be people out there that think all sorts of fun, <laughs> crazy things. We want to hear, please. Yes. And swear words are allowed because yes. we are an E, explicit. We yeah. are rated explicit. And I hope everybody has a beautiful and courageous week. Yes, go Thank be you. diligent and courageous. Try out. Try out. Thank you so much for listening to Telling on Ourselves. You can please rate, review, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or any of your podcast platforms. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook or Instagram at Telling on Ourselves. 